0: Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing great. A busy, busy show ahead today on a Friday edition of Locked on Cougars. Plenty of BYU football notes to talk about. Kevin Kloon is officially a member of the BYU coaching staff. They also juggle the defensive assignments and might another assistant be on the way out the door. Elisa Tuiaki reportedly in the mix for the Montana State job. We'll talk about that. Also need to talk about the drubbing that BYU basketball handed Portland last night as they now look towards a massive showdown on Monday evening against Gonzaga. So plenty ahead on today's show. We'll also run down everything else that happened last night in BYU sports. So plenty to get to here on this Friday. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends at betonline.ag as well as Rock Auto. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little while. So there you go. The rundown of where we're going today. And without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for fans February 5th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU sports. If you're new to the show, hey, welcome on in. Uh, Having a lot of fun every day talking about the Cougars. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. And if you are a longtime listener, haven't done this already, make sure to leave us a rating and review. We want those five-star ratings. That's all we want, but also leave some thoughts on what you like about the podcast, what you think could be improved. If I'm a knucklehead, if you want to give me a birthday shout out, you can do that as well. Today's my birthday, funny enough, but hey, grind don't stop. It's been a very busy week for me on the radio station side of things, my day job at the Zone Sports Network, so I apologize for the delay on some of these podcasts getting out, but nonetheless, I make sure I take time out of my day to talk with you guys because you guys make my day as we discuss everything going on about the Cougs. So a lot to get to on this Monday and let's start off on the football front of things. First things first, congratulations to Kevin Clune. He is BYU's new linebackers coach, officially announced last evening via a press release from BYU. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, going back all the way into February, I talked about the possibility that Kevin Clune could be joining joining the staff and essentially reported as such that he would be joining the staff. Now, this leaves just one assistant coaching position open for BYU, and that is presumably for the offensive line coach position. I have literally tried to dig into this, tried to find out more about who BYU may be chasing on the offensive line front. I've come up with nothing, sadly. It's been locked down. But Kevin Clune is officially the linebacker's coach at BYU, and his addition to the staff has actually caused a shakeup in the defensive staff responsibilities. This adds another coach to the mix on the defensive side of the football. There'll be five assistants. Elisa Tuiaki will be your defensive coordinator still. And Eliza's position coach responsibility has changed a little bit. Instead of focusing on the entire defensive line, he will now coach the interior lineman, meaning the nose tackle and defensive tackle positions for BYU. And I think that's a fantastic spot for Elisa to work. There's a bunch of young talent there. He'll be able to mold those guys and work with them specifically. And then defensive ends and the hybrid positions, essentially like, let's say, like the cornerbacks, uh, the nickelback position, the Cinco, the Jack. Think of all those uh, different positions that BYU put on their depth chart a year ago. Preston Hadley now takes over that responsibility. I am interested to see how Preston adopts to this because he is a guy who's played defensive back his entire playing career and has coached defensive backs throughout his coaching career to this point, And now he takes on a new responsibility. I can tell you this much, knowing what I know of uh, of Preston and how I know him, he will jump into this headlong and he will make sure that he does his absolute best to have those guys ready to go. So he will have the defensive ends and hybrid positions. The traditional linebacker spots will be Kevin Kloon's responsibility. He has coached that position pretty extensively he's got plenty of coordinator experience as well at Utah State Hawaii among other places southern Utah so he will handle the linebackers. And then in the defensive secondary, Ed Lamb now takes over as safeties coach in addition to his assistant head coach and special teams coordinator positions. And then finally, Gennaro Guilford is the only assistant who will reprise his role as BYU's cornerbacks coach. So a lot of fun to be had there on the defensive side of the football, but it could be shaken up once again as there are reports out there that Elisa Tuiaki has interviewed for the head coaching position, the vacant spot at Montana State. Uh, Skyline Sports, a pretty uh, reputable source out of Montana. They cover Skyline, a.k.a. Big Sky Football, extensively. Quoted as several sources, I believe three different sources, told them that Elisa Tuiaki has interviewed for the head coaching position at Montana State. I dug into this yesterday, and I can report via multiple sources of my own, for what it's worth, that Elisa has indeed interviewed interviewed for the position. There's no indication as to if he is a favorite for the job, if he is going to be advancing to a next round of interviews, that type of stuff. We'll continue to keep track of it, but I can tell you that Elisa Tuiaki has interviewed via Zoom with Montana State and is keenly interested in the position. I don't blame him one bit. Jeff Choate, uh, the former head coach who just moved on to join Steve Sarkeesian's staff as the defensive coordinator for the Longhorns, he led Montana State in 2019 to the national semifinals in the FCS ranks. This is not a program, speaking of Montana State, that is a uh, bare-bones, bottom-of-the-barrel type of a job. This is one of the upper echelon jobs in the FCS ranks, and especially in the Big Sky Conference. So a guy like Eliza Tuiaki, with his connections here along the Intermountain West, I think would do well in that position. There is a lot of other competition for this job. Uh, Most notably, guys like Jeff Fisher, the longtime Rams head coach in the NFL, well, Rams, as well as Tennessee Titans head coach, he is in the mix for this job. It's a very highly sought after job. It has a lot of a lot of prestige. Montana football fans, they are diehards. You have to be. Uh, they are just they're they're tough on their coaches. I'll be clear about that. Liza Tuyaki be stepping into a job where there would be plenty of uh, expectations for him to come in and kind of pick up where Jeff Choate left off. So, it could be interesting to see BYU lose both of their offensive and defensive coordinators in the same offseason after the magical season they had a year ago. And it would cause some shakeup, obviously, along a newly revamped BYU defensive coaching staff. My thought would be that Ed Lamb probably is the first guy in line to take over as a defensive coordinator should Elisa Tuiaki end up getting this job. But, who knows? Kevin Kloon, like I said, has coordinator experience. He also could move up. Nonetheless, Congratulations to Elisa Tuiaki. He has decided he wants to move on. And I think when Elisa moves on, many BYU fans who have kind of degraded and downplayed his role on this defense and said that he's not that great. And I'll be honest, I've taken my shots at times as well. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not saying that I have not been critical of his at times but he did put together a top 10 defense in 2020. He's had upper echelon defenses throughout most of the time he's been at BYU so it would be interesting to see what if anything changed if he were to move on with BYU's defense but nonetheless congratulations to, to him on chasing his dreams trying to find a new opportunity for himself. As Kalani Satake has said in the past he wants all of his assistants to have opportunities to move up in the ranks and become head Coaches. He said he believes that he has multiple assistants, or he had multiple assistants, who are going to be future head coaches. Well, Lysa Tuyaki's chasing a job here that would be a head coaching position for him. I think it'd be a very prestigious job and would be a nice uh, way for him to kind of spread his wings and get a new opportunity if he were to land the position. But there is plenty of stiff competition up there at Montana State. So I am in no way saying that Eliza Tuiaki is going to get this job and he's essentially on his way out. And I don't think that's necessarily what I'm trying to say. I can tell you this much. He has interviewed for the position and he is interested in the Montana State vacancy. So plenty of stuff to track over the next couple of weeks as they try and make this decision. Montana State has opted out of the spring FCS season that is upcoming later this month. So they have some time to figure out what they're going to do with their head coaching position. But sounds like Eliza Tuiaki will be in the mix for the time being. Alright, coming up here in just a minute we will talk some BYU hoops. They absolutely smashed Portland last night as you would expect. We'll get to more on that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at BetOnline. Guys, BetOnline.ag is your online resource if you want to get off of the couch and get in on the sports betting action. There is still time for you guys. If you want to be one of the many, many millions of people who will bet on the Super Bowl this weekend, you can do it with our friends at BetOnline.ag. Get a free account now by going to BetOnline.ag. Like I said, a free account, but while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit and get a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, free Free money to bet on the Super Bowl or whatever sport you want to bet on this weekend by using the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. Absolutely phenomenal offer from our friends at BetOnline. Take advantage of it now, guys. Get in on the action and do it with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, BYU took care of business last night. Absolutely smoking Portland 105 to 60. It is a season high in points for BYU. I believe Gregor Bell put it out late last night. It's the 100th time BYU scored 100 points in a regulation basketball game. So that's pretty impressive. Kind of cool to see that. But nonetheless, just an absolutely uh, dominating, dominant performance for the BYU men's basketball program as they move to 15 and four on the season, six and two. In West Coast Conference play. And Gideon George got his first career start, and Mark Pope shook up the offensive, or not the offensive, the starting lineup once again in this game, putting Caleb Lohner and Gideon George into the starting lineup alongside Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, and Matt Harms. I thought it was a stroke of genius. I think this is one of BYU's, if not their best lineup, if you have them all playing at their peak. And all of them had a good night. All five starters in double digits. The low on the night was Caleb Loner at 11 points, but it seemed like he hit some big three pointers in this game. Actually, he only hit one in the game, but I remember him hitting it, and it was just it was smooth, it was natural. He was four or five from the field and 23 points. Uh, Gideon George led the team, uh, career high 19 points along with 13 rebounds. His career high in rebounds is 15 earlier on this season. But Gideon George, folks, as he continues to add more and more to his plate, kind of picking up the offense, all that type of stuff, he has become a potential star in the making for the Cougars I really really like what Gideon George has in his game he's got the ability to play inside out he's got the right mentality right temperament he just he plays the game at a a pace and just with a mentality that you don't see very often I love this young man I think he is going to be a star for BYU I think a guy like him and Caleb Lohner could become two true threats on the wing for BYU and really just give opponents fits as they continue to kind of grow. Both of them are new to the program currently, obviously, but they're still growing in their responsibilities, understanding the defensive schemes, understanding how to work within the offense, that type of stuff. But I really really like it because you're going to look at this, the other three starters in BYU's lineup last night, harms, barcelo and averett, well they're moving on after this season. Obviously, you'll have guys like Kobe Lee, Richard Harwood, Trevin Nell, Connor Harding, all back next year. You expect them back next year, I guess I should say, because the transfer portal always is something to keep an eye on. But I do think that Gideon George and Caleb Lohner, looking ahead to a year from now, with another season of development under their belts, as they go through an offseason, weight training, working on their skill sets, man, it's hard not to just look at it and say, wow, these guys really could do something impressive if they can kind of... harness their abilities and really transform and really continue to transform their games. I'm intrigued by this. This was not a game I went into thinking the BYU had any thought of losing because Portland, man, they are not good. And by the way, uh, I saw that uh, Terry Porter, their head coach, he is in the final year of his deal, so likely there's a change coming for Portland. They've really just backslid under his development. I know Eric Revino, the former head coach up there, had, had a decent program, never really were contenders per se, but they were pretty good. So I think they maybe have some buyer's remorse or seller's remorse, however you want to say it, about firing him and bringing in Terry Porter. I know that Porter had a pretty good reputation Obviously, as a former NBA player, but it just doesn't look like anything good is happening for the Pilots, and I expect a coaching change will be happening happening for Portland this off season. So at least one new coach in the WCC next year. But nonetheless. BYU just absolutely smoked and throttled Portland last night as they should. Now they kind of turn their attention to getting ready. Well, not turn the kind of, what am I saying, kind of turning your attention? No, their attention is now fully focused on a big Monday night showdown against number one Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga had their moments early on against Pacific last night where they seemed to struggle a little bit, but. They ended up rolling this Gonzaga team. They are, if not the best team in the country, one of the two best. Obviously, Baylor is making their stake to claim. I know the Big 12 is just having an absolutely marvelous season as a conference overall. Just all kinds of top 25 teams in that conference. But Gonzaga, they just look like an absolute leviathan. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not picking BYU to win Monday night. I'll tell you right now. We'll do a more of a full preview on Monday's edition to show getting you ready for that game at nine o'clock on Monday. But as we sit here right now, unless I hear something about like Drew Timmy or Jalen Suggs having a major injury for Gonzaga and maybe injuries to multiple stars for Gonzaga. I'm going to be hard-pressed to think that BYU can pull off the upset. It will be on BYU's home court. They will have home court advantage there at the Marriott Center. And as I talked about yesterday on the podcast, if you did not hear it, uh, every indication is that what I'm hearing is that BYU will not have fans in the stands beyond players' families in the stands, so maybe a couple hundred people at most. But nonetheless, BYU now gets ready for a huge, huge showdown against Gonzaga. Gonzaga. It's going to be a tough one. There's no doubt about that. BYU has their work cut out for them if they want to spring an upset of pretty epic proportions. I would call it the upset of the season if BYU were to pull it off on Monday night. But the good news is, I think BYU has found a lineup that can work really, really well together, at least against Portland. And let's be clear, Portland, they're the bottom of the barrel. They're the worst team in the West Coast Conference. They're 0-8 in conference play. They are not good. So the lineup of Gideon George, Caleb Lohner, Matt Harms, Alex Barcelona and Brandon Averitt. Yes, they looked phenomenal against Portland. Can they put that same lineup up out there against Gonzaga and expect the same results? We'll see. I would personally, against Gonzaga, I'd actually probably insert Richard Harward into the starting lineup and bring Harms off the bench, but That's quibbling back and forth. I just seem to think that, and maybe I'm alone in this, but I think Richard Harward brings more of an edge defensively than a guy like Matt Harms does. That's not to say that Matt Harms doesn't do things on defense. He's a great shot blocker and the like, but I just feel like there's an edge that Richard Harward brings to the game when he's in there that could help set a tone, I think, Monday night for the Cougars as they get ready uh, for that showdown against Gonzaga. And one other note real quick about last night, it was good to see Connor Harding have a good outing. 5-6 of from the field shooting, 12 points in this game two of two from beyond the arc uh, he's been struggling of late I'm not sure that his knee is fully right he's had some knee issues in the past he just looks like he's just not right a hundred percent but nonetheless it was good to see him have a good outing out there and finally get an opportunity uh, to have some success on the court and hopefully he can build on that momentum wise heading into this game against Gonzaga because BYU is going to need every person that can contribute in any way shape or form available to him on Monday night on ESPN all right, so there you go. Some thoughts on BYU hoops. We'll catch you up on everything else about the Cougars. A lot of teams in action last night. We'll run all of that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Rock Auto. What I love about Rock Auto, folks, is it has all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. But the best part about it is this is not a website that, hey, you have to have a secret code if you're a professional who works for a dealership or you fix cars for a living and you'll get a special deal. No, rockauto.com. is the same part Price for do-it-yourselfers and professionals all the way around. They want to help you guys save money on all of the parts car, your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. The best part about it all is shipped directly to your door, and that's what we love about Rock Auto. You can go to their website, check it out. It's easy to navigate. You can look up your car, give them the model, the year, and say what part you're looking for, and every manufacturer of that part is available to you at rockauto.com. This is a family-owned company, been online for 20 years, serving auto parts customers, and they want to help you guys out so give them a shot go to rockauto.com and while you're there make sure to put locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that way they know that we sent you to check them out so once again get all of the parts your car truck or suv will ever need and check them out now at rockauto.com all right, folks. A couple of things to note as we go out the door here on a Friday and wrap up the week here on the podcast. First things first. Congratulations to Tyler Algier, BYU star running back. He was named by Pro Football Focus as one of the top ten running backs coming back for the 2021 football season this fall, and it's a well-deserved honor. Tyler Algier is going to play in the NFL. I've heard that from multiple staff members down at BYU, and I believe it. Uh, Thousand-yard season a year ago just looked absolutely phenomenal as a redshirt sophomore so he technically could play for three more years in a BYU uniform and if he were to do that he may have a chance at breaking uh, the all-time rushing record that Jamal Williams holds but I don't think he's going to stay that long but nonetheless a marvelous sophomore campaign for him and now looking forward to reprise that role this coming fall congratulations to him and pro football focus folks the this company that website they have a keen interest on watching all things college football so they don't make these things flippantly and that's cool to see so congratulations to Tyler Algier on to some other notes uh, the transfer portal some of you reached out to me earlier this week and I'm going to answer those questions right now about the transfer portal Brian Thompson from Utah has entered the NCAA transfer portal and immediately had two or three of you guys reach out to me via DM and also just tweeting at me saying does BYU have a shot at getting him well I think BYU put their hat in the ring or throw their hat in the ring to try and land him but Brian Thompson's going to have no shortage of suitors he is a big time talent I think the rest of the Pac-12 will be happy to take him off of Utah's hands if they can get him but it wouldn't surprise me if BYU were to put their name into the mix one name to keep an eye on from the transfer portal on the defensive side of the football is freshman cornerback from Utah State Jacob Robinson a former Orem High standout uh, was recruited by BYU during his time as a Tiger in Orem ultimately decided to go to Utah State uh, played up there this past season then decided okay I'm out I'm transferring BYU does have genuine interest in bringing him in to uh, BYU's program. We'll see if it ultimately shakes out, but there is genuine interest in Jacob Robinson in the transfer portal. I think BYU is going to focus, if they're going to bring people in from the transfer portal, it'll be on the offensive line and the defensive secondary. Those are the two groups I have heard that BYU is focusing on. In particular, uh, guys like Jacob Robinson who can play cornerback and then an offensive tackle or two to hopefully shore up the depth along BYU's offensive line. So keep an eye out for that. We'll pass along anything we learn with regards to other transfer portal prospects slash targets over the next little bit. A couple other notes as we go out the door here. Uh, BYU women's volleyball, they beat UVU in their lone non-conference matchup last night. 3-1 3-1 in Orm at Lockhart Arena. Three sets to one. Meanwhile, BYU men's volleyball, a clunky start to their season, falling 3-1 to UCLA at the Smith Fieldhouse. It's a tough loss to open the season, uh, so uh, congratulations to the women's team and the men's team to try and bounce back here. Also, BYU women's basketball, Lauren Gustin. If you not have not seen her play, I know Shaylee Gonzalez gets a lot of the headlines for the women's hoops team. By the way, they're on track to make the NCAA tournament just like the men's team. They smacked Pepperdine 75-61 to to the Marriott Center yesterday. Lauren Gustin, another double double. I think it was a 2020 game for her, if I'm not mistaken. Just a monster outing for BYU Star Forward. She's an absolute beast out there on the court. She just makes life miserable for opponents and it's it's fun to see this team. If you have not watched the women's basketball team for BYU, you're missing some high quality basketball because this is a good team who's also projected to make the NCAA tournament this year. So it'd be cool to see both the men's and women's teams get their opportunity uh, to play in the big dance this season. Uh, women's soccer will open their season officially tomorrow evening. They will be hosting, or I guess in a neutral site matchup against the University of Utah out in Harriman. That'll be at their RSL Academy, their indoor fields there. They played their exhibition last week against Weber State at the same facility. Looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Cougars look as they open up their season. They are going to have their work cut out for them because Utah is an emerging program in the Pac-12, but I have no doubt that Jennifer Rockwood will have her team ready to go against the Utes. And looking forward to that one. That's tomorrow evening. Men's volleyball rematch against Utah. UCLA tomorrow. That'll be at the Smith House. Uh, TBA on the time. I have not heard on that, and it's not showing you on the BYU Cougars website, so that's kind of interesting. Also, women's basketball is in action at home. They're hosting Loyola Marymount at the Marriott Center at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be televised on BYU TV if you want to watch the Cougars in action. Like I said, the women's team they're worth watching. They're a fun a fun program, and I enjoy watching them. Oh, there we go. Women's Soccer, 5 o'clock on the BYU Sports Network and BYU Radio. You also can watch it streamed on the BYU TV app. So there you go, a rundown of what's going on. And then early next week, by the way, men's golf. They're in action in Fresno, California. The Nick Watney Invitational at the Sunnyside Country Club. We'll have more on that next week as they wrap up play in that tournament. All right, there you go. Everything that I can think of that I wanted to pass along to you guys on a Friday. So a big Thank you for another great week. A great week kicking off the month of February here on the podcast. It's been a ton of fun. I enjoy doing this podcast every day. As as I said... It's my birthday today. My wife asked me, you going to take the day off from the podcast. I said, no, I'm never taking a day off from the podcast. The grind doesn't stop. And I don't think of this as a grind to be clear. I love doing this podcast. Many of you have talked to me about it, have asked me, does it ever get monotonous? Not really. There's always a topic or two out there that we can draw on. And the best part is, is talking with you guys, getting your interaction, having you guys give me feedback on what you like or don't like about the show. So if you guys do like to inter- react, interact with me, or you'd like to interact with me, reach out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Locked On Cougars for the show. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to follow me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can reach out via email as well. Our email address for the podcast is lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys, get your insights, your questions. Uh, Chatted up with you guys, no matter what. The best part is, is last summer for those of you who have listened for a long time, we did what we called our Fan Friday editions of the podcast. When the basketball season wraps up, we are going to do those again. So get ready for that. That'll be coming up probably in April, May, and June as we carry on through the off season. But you guys will have your voice heard, your literal own voice will be on this podcast. So look forward to that. And a big thank you as always for your support of the show. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Looking forward to that monster clash against number one Gonzaga for men's basketball. But I'm sure there'll be plenty of other BYU news that we'll touch on as well. So have a great one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 5th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys soon.